This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Victory Inheritance Ministries, the City of Hope. As you listen, may the Holy Spirit minister to you in the simplicity of the Word of God. Let's jam our hands for Jesus. It's a very good honor to be in the house to worship our Father. Thank you, our Daddy and Mommy, for the privilege to exhort us all this tonight. I know Vimites are people of the world and they are so detailed about the world. So I'm so excited to share tonight with us. Tonight's theme of the exhortation today is the mantle is passed. The mountain is being passed. I'm going to relate it to spiritual maturity. What did I say today's topic would be? The mantle is what? Is being passed. Praise the Lord. I'm going to relate it to spiritual maturity. But let's quickly take our Bible readings first. Let's go to Second Kings. Second Kings 2 verse 8. 2 Kings 2 8 says, Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water, and it was divided this way and that. So the two of them crossed over on dry land. Praise the Lord. Look, I'll, I'll just briefly define maturity. Maturity is just a simple form of from progression from adulthood and from childhood to adulthood. And most of us here are adults, so we have been with little children. So before six months, the only required food for a child is what? Breast milk. So thereafter, after six months, the child des desire more energy because the brain cells are going to be developing, so you need extra solid food to give children, isn't it? So they can thrive. I mean, someone like you, I can't start giving you milk to take. It won't contain the energy you're supposed to despair. Likewise, as we all, as soon as you give your life to Jesus to become born again, a measure of faith is given to you. In other words, we're expected at that point to begin to grow, isn't it? So in other words, at every point, as soon as you're giving your life to Jesus, you're expected to build your spiritual maturity to grow. Scripture says that Paul told the church in Corinth, he said these are infant church in Christ. Because why? They could not receive the solid food. Why? Because they have refused to grow. So if you have not built your spiritual life, you're going to be baby. You'll be taking milk. Well, you're supposed to be eating what? Meat. Scripture says, and when you are a baby in Christ, you have nothing to do with age. I hope you all understand that people that have stayed long in the church, but they have not grown. We're not talking about age. We're talking about building your spiritual maturity here. But he said they are babies. He said, you know what babies is telling us here? When, when you look at the book of Ephesians 4, verse 14, he says, be no more, be infants.'" That is tossed here and there by waves and by carried away by doctrines, different doctrines. He said, We shouldn't be, we should grow. Paul says in the first Corinthians 13 11, he said, Before I was a child, when I was a child, what I would do, I talk like a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but as soon as I became a man, I put away those childish things. God expects us tonight to grow. In maturity. I'm going to give you seven striking words. When you see somebody that is actually matured, you will know this person is matured. Number one, a matured person is able to keep long-term commitment. A matured person is unshaken by flattery or criticism. A matured person poses a spirit of humility. A matured person's decisions are based on character, not on feelings. A matured person expresses gratitude consistently. A mature person knows how to prioritize others before themselves. And a mature person seeks wisdom before acting. 
praise the Lord. As I'm teaching tonight, you should begin to weigh and examine yourself if you fall in the category of that person that has actually grown over time into maturity. Now let's go into the Bible passage we just read. Before this passage, we know of a man named Prophet Elijah. Don't we all know him? Elijah, the teach by scripture. So when we go to, let's go to First Kings 17. Let's just introduce him a bit. First Kings 17. Elijah the Chizbah, he was a, he was a man that was bold. Bible says that he was bold. he was giving unction and authority over the nation Israel. He was so synchronized in heart with God that anything he established, anything he says, God practically established it. He told Ahab, he said, "There shall be no rain." What happened? God established that word. There was no rain. In fact, as soon as he declared it, Elijah has to run away. Where God fed him in, with. Meat and bread in the morning, meat and bread at night, and the raven bread was bringing it. He ran away until after three years, and God told him, go back, tell Ahab that the earth will receive rain. Prior to this time, Elijah did a lot of miracles that we could count. Elijah would confront prophets of Baal. He destroyed over 40 prophets of Baal. He did so much mighty miracles that we saw. But let's go on. As soon as we go to 1 King 19, something happened to Elijah. Let's go on. 1 King 19. Before we read 19, let's just read first King 1. Let's just read first King 19, verse 1. And he up to Jezebel all that Elisha has done and withheld how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Next one. Then Jezebel sent a message to Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Hmm. There was a threat to Elijah. This is a man that is confident, has done much miracles. And by the time we move on, what happened? Let us go to verse 4. But he himself went a day journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a Jupiter tree and he requested for himself that he might what? Die. And he said, it is enough. Now, O oh Lord, take away my life for I am not better than thy father. This is a man that has done miracles. This is a man that sent commanded fire to fall from heaven. This is a man that healed the son of the dead son of a widow. He laid on him three times and his son came to life. This is a man that sent fire and smoked the captain and his city soldiers. This man ran just because of the threat of Jezebel. I mean, he could have just said, fire, calm down. But at this point, do you know what he caught up with? Fear. He got overwhelmed with pressure. He said, God, it is enough. Just like we as Christians too, we always say, it is enough. You get to that point, you have not grown in that level of maturity to know that Christians are going to face certain situations in life. We get to this point as Elijah and we say, God, it is enough. Take my life. God, I have saved you. What have I gained? Elijah started giving out his CV. I have been zealous for you. In fact, I'm the only prophet standing and I have not bowed to bow. How do you think God felt? How do you think God will feel after he has done so much miracles in our life? And after some time, we begin to face persecution. And we tell God, I am tired. I have served. I have given my resources. I have waited. I have done everything right. God, I am tired. If you cannot take my life, I'm going the other way. How do you think God will feel? How come we forget? Paul, our perfect example, faced shipwreck. He was imprisoned several times. He was smoked. He was smacked. He was betrayed by his fellow brethren. Paul told us in 2 Corinthians 4 8. He said, We are pressed hard on every side, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. Do you know what it means to be in despair? Hopelessness. Complete. He said, 
persecuted. What happened? He said, we are not forsaken, cast down, but we are not destroyed. We are daily carrying the death of Christ in this body. You are carrying a symbol. Do you not know? Your carrying is carrying the death of our Lord Jesus Christ in his body. So we are not alone. It doesn't matter the level of the persecution. You should not give up. Grow in your spiritual maturity. How do you know? And how you symbolize that somebody has grown spiritually? The fruit of the spirit will tell. Galatians 5.22 Love, joy, peace, temperance, gentleness, self-control, meekness is what you exhibit that will show that you have grown. Elijah got to that point. He lost, he, he forgot the authority, he forgot the strength, he forgot the miracles that God has done through him. And God told him, he said, eat. He sent the angels. He said, there's going to be a long journey. Let me just summarize. He commanded Elijah to anoint three men. Anoint the king of Ezra, make him king over Syria. Jehu, king over Israel. And Elisha, you're a prophet in your place. He replaced Elijah with Elisha. Let us go to where you read it. I want you to read so I can see it. 19, 19, 1 King 19, 19 to 21. Let us read it. 1 King 19, 19 to 21. Let's run. So he departed hence and found who? Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And with the 12, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle on him. Move. And he left his oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? Next. And he returned back for him, and he took a, ox, a yoke of ox, and slayed him, and bore the flesh with the instruments of the oxen, and gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah, and ministered unto him. Another translation said, and served him. For you to grow spiritually in maturity, you must serve. If you do not serve, you can't grow. Who are you following? Bible says he, when he was done, he followed Elijah and then he served him. Who are you following? Who are you serving? If you want to grow in your spiritual maturity, you must serve. You cannot be coming to church and you are not serving. You have not grown. Let us read 2 Kings 2. We're not dealing with 2 now. Elisha started following Elijah. He was a committed servant. He obeyed him. He monitored him. He fed him. Followed him uprightly. He was loyal to him. And guess what? 2 Kings 2, 2 told us. He said, let's go. 2 Kings 2, 2. And Elisha said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee. For the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. Do you see what was there? A faithful servant. He was following. He said, Sorry here. I'm good to be. He said, No, what did you learn from there? For you to be mature, for you to be a mature Christian, you must be persistent. Some of us we, we see people out there, we see adults out there. Probably you want to help them. And they tell you, Ah, no, my daughter, don't, don't, thank you. You just leave it and say, Okay, bye bye, ma. No. Sometimes be persistent. You want to help somebody, can I pay for it? But they say, Don't pay. You say, I insist, let me pay. Do you know why? Some people would say no initially. Not because they don't want your help. They want to know if you genuinely want to actually help them. For you to be a matured person in the spiritual realm, you must persist. 
Your eyes must be on that that you want to collect. Your eyes must be on that that you need. And that was what happened. Next one. And the sons of the prophet that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head this day? And he said, Yeah, I know it. Hold your peace. In another translation, he said, Be silent. For you to go in your spiritual maturity, silence is golden. Most of you talk as though you have diarrhea, mouth diarrhea. Everything you vomit, what you see, you say. A spiritually mature person does not say everything. You don't hear this, you bring this person, you bring, and you fuse them together. And if you're going to be spiritually mature, you don't also listen to everything. Bible says, Elijah said, I know, shh. As soon as you begin to listen, you're going to be distracted from the purpose of what you're chasing. Elisha knew that he, he was chasing something. And he had the sons of the prophet telling him, did you hear? Did you know? Part of what has destroyed the Christian dom today is, did you hear? Have you seen? You don't let it go far if you're going to grow in maturity. Let's go on. And Elisha said unto them, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. Now, you see, the devil doesn't stop in one place. The same people, he still said, tarry. He said, no. He was persistent. For you to grow in the spiritual realm, you must be persistent. He said, no. Elisha said, let's go. Let's go on. The next one. He said, and the sons of the prophets that were in Jericho came to him and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head this day? And he answered them, Yea, I know it. Hold your peace. Repetition again. Let's go on. And Elijah said unto him, Sorry, I pray thee here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And both of them went three times. Elijah wanted the man to he kept on being persistent. Let's go. The seventh. And the 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and they stood, viewing far off. And the two stood by the Jordan. Next. And Elisha took his mantle, Elijah, and wrapped it together and smote the water. And they were divided, Heta, Heta and Theta. And the two went over to on, on dry ground. Let's go. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, what I shall do for thee before being taken away from thee. And Elijah said, let's pause there. There was somebody that has been following him. Following him. Loyal. Committed. You cannot get anything from anyone when you have not worked. There is no reward attached to laziness. There is no reward attached to unfruitful relationship. Unprofitable connection. He had suffered he has worked obediently. He has served. He now said, what do you want? Ask. Ask, what do you want? Have you labored? Then you're due for something. But before I be taken, Elijah said, I pray thee. That I pray thee means please. So for you to be matured in the spiritual realm, stop being entitled. I am entitled. There's no entitlement when you're spiritually matured. He said, please. And let's just say, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. He asked for a double portion of the spirit of Elijah. We are Vimites. What portion of the spirit is upon you? What portion of our father's spirit? We have a father that is sufficient in grace. 
What portion of his spirit have you taken upon yourself since you have been under his teaching? Have you taken the portion of grace of prudence? Have you taken portion of grace of excellence? Have you taken portion of grace of divinely divinely the word of truth? Have you taken the portion of humility? These are marks of maturity in the spirit. Which one have you possessed? Search yourself. Let's go on. I pray the double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Let's go on. 11. Next, next, next. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire. Before this verse, when he asked for a double portion, Elijah said, that is a hard thing you've asked for. It's difficult. He said, nevertheless, if you see me, somebody that is going just some few minutes will go. He's still telling him, if you see me, that means when you start a journey and you are doing well, don't think you have achieved. Until you get it in your hands, don't think you have achieved. Most of you are seeking for something. It has not reached your hand. You have publicized it. I am traveling out. They have not given you a visa. You are only just going for appointments. No. That is not a spiritually matured person. Look at what he said. He said, nevertheless, if you see me, and he's going in the next five minutes, he's still telling somebody that has been faithfully following him, which means if you have been with him, if you like been with him 30 years, if at the 31st year, that's when I'm supposed to crown you, and you have been faithful 30 years, and after the 30 years, you decided to just make a distraction, you have lost it. In other words, for you to be matured, you must be focused. Let nothing distract you as a matured Christian. And that was what Elisha kept on looking. I need this thing. Double portion of your spirit. And behold, as they were walking, they were talking. There was a whirlwind. Woo! That came. Behold, the chariot of Israel. He saw it. And that was why he screamed. My father, he saw it. This is what I've been waiting for. He saw it. And he screamed. The way we took Elijah off. And guess what? As Elijah went, he, he knew he wouldn't see him again. But at this point, Elijah has, Elijah has transitioned from a servant to a boss. He's now prophet. He took the mantle that was left, that Elijah left. Now he's going back, all that he has learned. So each and every one of us, we have been groomed in vain. What you have learned, you will be tested. In life, in the church, in the outside world, in the corporate world, you're going to be tested. Even in your marriage, even in your academics. What have you, what are you going to put? Bible says that Elisha went back to the banks of the river. The same thing that Elisha did. He struck the Jordan Sea and what happened? He parted. And he walked through. And you know what? The sons of the 50 prophets, they said, indeed, the spirit of Elijah is upon Elisha. Do we push you and they say the spirit of Pastor Jonathan is upon you? Ask yourself, what is the characteristics of what you do for us to know that the spirit of Pastor Reverend Jonathan Imbogazin is on top of you? That people you will see, you will say, this is an image of their pastor. Why? Because they are showing certain examples, certain character. Do we have that spirit? Do people see us and say, these are the children of God? Do we easily give up because the, the situation of things are so hard on us? We are halfway and we say, no, it's enough. For you to be spiritually minded, you must have the resilience to keep pushing. 
The situation that we have in Nigeria today demands people that are grown in faith. The Christian church people don't come to church again because you know why? They are chasing what is not necessary. They have refused to plan their time because you know why? We're all chasing temporal things. Running after temporal things. Yes, we don't know where we're going to go. Yes, we don't know when those things will even vanish. This is the time for us to awake. This is the time for you to add value to yourself. This is a year of what? Higher heights. It's for those that will walk. It's for those that will grow. It's for those that will add value to yourself. Do you know what it is to add value to yourself? You are going to daily improve yourself. If you are 2 over 10, you, you will double geometrically. 4, 6, 8. You will thrive, push to achieve this height. Because you know why? Time is running. Nigeria is in a state of anarchy. If you do not know, it is. And anarchy is a disorderliness where there is no recognition of any system that is controlling. Everybody is doing whatever they like. And you are holding your franchise that you are supposed to carry out. If you do not carry it, I have been disenfranchised. But most of you, some of you still have your own PVC. And some of you have not even collected. And you think that God is going to come down and do it for you. Oh, no. Nigerian decides. I don't think you are going to vote your conscience. Some people don't have conscience. Vote the truth. It is time for us to awaken. We shouldn't sleep. I'm not saying we are all superhuman beings. We don't have pains. Sometimes, yes, this persecution can be so overwhelming. If you want to cry, cry. Do you know I believe in people crying? I, sometimes I hear people say, don't cry. If you, are, if you are crying, God doesn't look at you crying. Sometimes it's God that made tears. You should cry. Do you know what cry, Do you know what tears does? It heals your soul. When you're hot and you cry, your soul will become here. And then because you're a child of God, you have the word of God already in you, you just wipe off your face and you start loading. If you don't cry, you're bottling up something in you. It's simple psychology. Cry if you need to cry. When you finish crying, you get up and begin to attack the word with the word of God. You're going to have healing in your soul. If there's somebody next to you that you have to hug, hug that person. The person will transmit strength for you to push on. The person will share the word of God with you. You will grow. The time we find ourselves now, we cannot sleep. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, 10, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong and courageous. Put on the whole armor. Put on the whole armor of God. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we are wrestling against principalities, against powers, against spiritual rulers in ages, spiritual wickedness in high places. So therefore, put on the whole armor of God. And when you put on this whole armor of God, what will happen to you? That you might be able to stand in the wicked days. And having, all this to, and having done all this to stand, stand, guard your waist with truth, the truth in the word of God. He said, wear the breastplate of righteousness. He said also that you should take the shield of faith that you might be able to ferry away the dust of the wicked ones. He said, put on, let your feet be sure in preparation of the gospel of peace. Put on the helmet of salvation. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And always pray. Believers, pray. Pray with all supplication. With everything you have, keep on praying and be watchful to the end. In all supplication and perseverance, praying for the saints. If you don't pray, you don't have power. 
Let us pray. Let us grow. Let today not just be one of those messages you just hear and after it, it evaporates. Let it find a place in your heart and say from tonight on, I'm going to get up. I'm going to add value to myself. Remember, if you ref a snake, there's an African saying that says, a python that ceases to be a python that has lost its value, children will use it to do what? Tie firewood. Snake, oh, he's not meant to use to be tied firewood. But when he loses his relevance, what will happen? Children, little children will just get on. They don't know a snake. They'll just carry it. Tie firewood. As soon as you don't improve yourself, the devil will use you to roast corn. He's going to persecute you because you don't have the word in you. He's going to persecute you because you're not resilient. He's going to persecute you because you have not grown. You're a baby. And babies are prone and exposed to harshness because they can't fight for themselves. But I know even in our ages, we're not babies here. Likewise, we are meant to grow because we are being fed in the house of God with solid, perfect meal from the Bible. Let us begin to grow. Tonight, your spiritual maturity should resound. Davidic voices, the workforce of him, the leadership, everyone. It's time for the great awakening. It's time to take that mantle because it's been passed. I believe our Father in the Lord, he gives each and every one of us opportunity to express that gift that he has put in you. And so much more is in you. Search within yourself and trust God that from today on, you're going to do very well. You're going to grow in maturity. You're going to grow in grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us bow down our heads and begin to talk to God. Tell God tonight that you want to improve. You really love to be a better version of yourself. You really want to be like Elisha that was focused. And he did many miracles. He was able to even raise the dead. He parted the same seed just like the way the prophets of old, Elijah did. And that same spirit of Elijah and Elisha is in you. Scripture says that if the same spirit that is in Jesus dwell in you, he would also mightily catapult your own body too. Likewise, the same way you will quicken your mortal body as Jesus. Talk to him tonight. Tell him I want that same grace. I want the grace of our father in the house. The sufficient grace that is upon him. Let it be upon me. Let the spirit of the living God begin to brood upon me and rest upon me as, as it is of Elijah. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. Behold, your people have heard. May this word make many impacts in their lives. May they grow. That at the end, when we shall be wrapping up this year of higher heights, we will see physical evidence that indeed we are standing on grateful ground from higher heights. To the glory of the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. God bless you all. Thank you. We hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30 p.m. and Sundays 8.30 a.m. at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi, Waterfront, Fort Roundabout, along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.